Welcome, 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 everybody. Hope you're doing well today. Clay Ferrero here, Dookie Lang alongside as we get set for the Miami Sports Podcast, Kyler Murray edition. Now, I'll tell you why we're doing this in just a little bit. By the way, Will Manso is feeling out of the weather, so we hope he gets to be feeling better soon. So you're stuck with us for the rest of the time here. Um, stuck is such a has such a derogatory uh, connotation. We're going to have some fun here, and <laughs> I think... Just so you guys know, if you haven't checked us out on this yet, we do something called Miami Sports Social. We do it every day, uh, 3.30, 4.30, right about late afternoon. It's it's our, our social media-only sportscast, something we started a few months ago. Uh, we've gotten a really great reaction, great response. People come and hang out with us on Facebook. Uh, here's, here's why I'm telling you all of this. We're in the middle of the NBA season, All-Star break, of course, uh, this past weekend. We got pitchers and catchers reporting last week, position players reporting this week to spring training for the Marlins, lots of other stuff going on. And so we would start these Miami sports socials. We'd give you the news of the day. We'd talk about the Miami Heat's rotation. Oh, why can't they win a game? Oh, my goodness. They almost be going. Blah, blah, blah. All any of you wanted to talk about was Kyler Murray. Every time. Now, full disclosure here. Dookie knows this very well. I am a football guy at heart first. The only thing I love better than the NFL is college football. So, you you and the NFL have made up. Uh, uh, we're not talking about that for a few months. <laughs> we, we could do actually. We already did an entire podcast about the about that, um, and I could tell you my feelings on that a little bit. But so, I have no problem. Whenever you guys want to talk football, I will talk football nonstop. I could probably fill up three hours. We have a, a newscast coming up right right after we tape this, and I'll probably bleed into that because we're going to be talking football. Um, but so just so you know, the reason why we're talking about a quarterback that isn't even getting set to, to head to the combine yet, that's coming up next week, is because everybody is so drawn to this story. And I think that's because we are in South Florida. There are a lot of Miami Dolphins fans here. And he's a name who's very polarizing because he's very talented, but we know the size issues were there. And oh, by the way, the Dolphins really need a quarterback. I'm old enough to remember the way sports talk and sports conversations in this town used to go. And back in the day when it was... There were some really established sports talk hosts. There were just a few of them. Uh, now it's much more spread out. You're listening to a podcast. Bold new world. But the go-to, and this definitely, we're talking certainly before the Big Three era, probably even predating Dwayne Wade. And all you had to do to generate an entire sports talk show was say, with this pick, the Miami Dolphins select and open up the, the lines. And that was it. People would talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. It was year-round. And you would get to the point where you could be discussing and breaking down the play of the left tackle, and people were into it at, at a level that was really, really high. And I think that diminished a little bit when the big three came here. I think, not to say basketball town or, or to, to pick between what this town is, but just in general, I think it sort of faded down a little bit. People really got into the heat. People, re But we're at the point right now where, you know, you and I were talking before, like, hey, what do you want to talk about? Well, if we talk about the heat at the All-Star break, the conversation is going to be playoff push versus tank. 
again, <laughs> how many times do you want to get into sort of the tank versus non-tank debate? And, you know, as you said, when you do sports social, if eight, what would you say? Eight out of 10 questions were about Kyler Murray? Yes, at least. So if And, eight, and by the way, that was when I put on the headline, right. we're going to talk Miami Heat. We're going to talk Miami right. Marlins. We're gonna, people want to talk Ty- Kyler Murray. And, and Dookie, you and I are both on the same page with this thing. We get a lot of questions uh, through our email inboxes. Why don't you cover X? Why don't you cover this more? Why don't you cover that more? We're both firm believers, and I know Will is along alongside us with this. We don't set the agenda when it comes to what we what we cover, what we disseminate, what we discuss. We kind of try to follow the agenda that is set by the fans, by TV ratings, by what people are discussing on social media, what people talk to us about when we're out. So I think when it comes to this... I, I, look, you don't have to sell me on on talking football. You don't have to sell me on talking quarterback. You don't have to sell me on any of that stuff. But by and large, in this case, even though I love talking about it, the, the key here is you love talking about we it. We don't have to apologize for talking no, football. No, no. <laughs> so anyway, I that's why we're doing this podcast is because this this past week, and again, this is we're recording this on the Sunday night heading into this week. This was the week that Kyler Murray essentially said, I'm going to play football. He basically said, I'm going to dedicate my – my By the way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. I yeah. mean, we can get into that. That wouldn't have been my choice. We can absolutely talk about that. Before we get into all that, though, our sponsor today, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. And I promise you, no business in the state of Florida has a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke, Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium in Pembroke Pine. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start there. Why would you have not announced this if you were Kyler Murray? Well, first of all, I think football is a type of game where it has to be your soul in order for you to do it, in order for you to do it at a high level, in order for you to be successful at it. It has to, you have to eat breathe sleep football especially especially at the quarterback position and to me if you can do something else if you're capable of doing something else and there's another sport that you're also passionate about it's worth considering i remember charlie ward I remember seeing him play. I remember seeing him win the Heisman Trophy. So let's just make the distinction here. Are you saying that you would not have made this announcement, or are you saying oh, I wouldn't you have made this have... decision? Okay. No, the announcement. I mean, you know what? So by announcing he's going to play football, he can go to the combine. He's got to give back his signing bonus. Is that correct? He's got to pay. He's got to pay the A's back. Yeah, I want to say it was like eighty or ninety percent of the signing bonus. And yes. you know, I mean, in theory, he could waffle if 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 he doesn't get picked where he wants or if he falls out of favor or whatever the case may be but to me if I had to pick a long-term career in sports and I had to choose between baseball and football I understand there are financial considerations and you might be able to get more money up front with football but you know at the risk of sounding like Bob Costas when you're an older person you know I think baseball has less danger to your physical well-being and I also just think that if you could do so there's so few athletes who have the ability that Kyler Murray has let's let's start with that there are so few athletes who can play at a super high level quarterback and another sport okay we're talking about 
Deion Sanders. We're talking about Bo Jackson. I mean, this is a very, very rare, Charlie Ward I mentioned, a very rare athlete who can compete at a very high level at a potential major league player, potential NFL starting quarterback. That's the type of freak athlete we're talking about. So now we're just talking about what's in your heart. What do you want to do? How do you want to make your money? How do you want to support your family? And to me, again, I can only speak for me, I would choose baseball. I would. I, I, I understand. The guy, listen, the, the kid wants to play quarterback. He won Heisman Trophy. He's, he's great at football. But were it my choice, I would have gone the baseball route. But, again, that's just me. It's in consideration to some of the long-term stuff that happens to football players with CTE and some of the risks that happen. Baseball is less hazardous to your health. And if you could do both at an elite level, I would choose baseball. Just me. So, so just to be clear, though, this is based on your own personal beliefs and also being concerned about the long-term effects of football, which is a different discussion. Yes. Not not based on Kyler Murray's ability. No. Specifically. No. Okay. I, and 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 in fact, I think I think it's a testament to his ability that he has this choice. And I, you know, everybody wants to sort of diminish him because of his size. Because let's just take a step back and acknowledge. What an amazing athlete we're talking about. The fact that we're having this conversation, that teams are considering him as both a first-round quarterback and a potential starter in a major league team, that's incredible. I just watched the 30 for 30 about Deion Sanders. This doesn't happen all the time. Athletes who can transition like this don't just fall out of the sky. We had one here at the University of Miami. We had an average basketball player. Average came off the bench, good hustle guy, got a lot of rebounds. Mm-hmm. He was he was a, he was an okay basketball player. And you know what? His senior year, he decided, all right, I'm going to play some football. And Ja'Cory Harris threw him up, you know, nine, <laughs> ten touchdowns. And then Jimmy Graham is an All Pro. Mm-hmm. So there are some athletes who can sort of translate. It's just also, you know, we're talking about the quarterback position, and it's different. It's different than every other position on the field. The dedication, the there's just something about quarterbacks. Maybe this kid has it, but if you can do something else, that's that to me is a red flag. If you consider doing something else, like if it's not in your soul, if that's not who you are, that's a concern for me. It well, is. I, I, and I understand that. I, I think it, it, there are two different two different discussions about the quarterback position. Number one is. I don't think it is humanly possible. I don't think that you could have, let's say Peyton Manning had the ability. I want to say, no, it was Todd Helton who who played baseball and quarterback yeah. but um, from the University of Tennessee. But let's say Peyton Manning had Major League Baseball ability. I don't think Peyton Manning could have been a Major League Baseball player and a very successful NFL quarterback. By the way, I know John Elway was a baseball player as well, so I don't. I, I, I'm sure someone's at home like, hey, idiot, John Elway did it. Sure, so but, it, but, but it wasn't a... Go play major league, right. and they come back. Like Deion Sanders, the the positions that he played, he was incredible. So much of what he did was instinct, yep, and it was athletic ability. It and was the same skill in both games, it, right? It, it was speed. A lot of it, and, and you know, we obviously there are hip movements and things like that with with cornerback, but and and you have to do film study. By no means am I downplaying that for cornerback for now. But as you said, quarterback is just on a different level as far as what you need to study and the amount of time that successful quarterbacks put into the game. I mean, look at some of these guys that are the elite quarterbacks, the elite of the elite, which if you're drafting quarterback in the first round, you are hoping that he becomes elite. 
They live, breathe, sleep, eat football. And by the way, the elite of the elite baseball players eat, sleep, breathe, eat, twice, baseball. So... Maybe double header they think, eat between meals. Yeah, and and look, I, I I just feel like in order to do quarter play quarterback, I don't think you can do both. I I don't think that you can play baseball and then get on a plane and and go play quarterback. And, and, and this NFL. and by the way, this isn't Russell Wilson who is a great. You know, a lot of people compare who likes to go to spring training, right, and mess right, around and right. shag a few balls in the off season. This is someone who legitimately wants to have a baseball career, right? Like, and and, and you, it's just. Quarterback is the type, especially, especially given the fact that he would be an undersized quarterback. Yeah. So, and, so and, he would he would have hurdles under the best of conditions. Right. Assuming he had Tom Brady's work ethic, and all he did was was like you said, live football. I mean, I watched that documentary, Tom versus Time, and Tom Brady's sitting up at three o'clock in the morning in his study, and he texts Josh McDaniel because he had an idea mm-hmm. from one of the plays from the fourth preseason game mm-hmm. that he thought might work that week. And Josh McDaniel, his offensive coordinator, is texting him right back. That's what a quarterback does. Yeah. And that's what an elite quarterback does right. all the time. Right. So if you're off playing baseball, I don't know. I don't know. No. I mean, uh, so so anyway, that's that's the first part of the discussion as far as can he do both? I don't think he can do both. Um, and I don't know. I think at this point he's kind of forgetting about that. So then let's go back to your original point as far as choosing football over baseball. I do think there is the case to be made that it is easier than to later come back to baseball than it is to come back to football because the shelf life, the career span, and your your peak, your prime in football is is a little earlier and a little shorter. Now, there have been quarterbacks in recent years that have obviously blown that out of the water between Tom Brady and, and Drew Brees, but by and large, it's harder to play quarterback at a high level for a long time. It'd be harder to go and play baseball and then come back and play football and be an elite, an elite player. Your point about having some misgivings about somebody who, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but basically you're saying that he had it was tough for him to make a decision. I feel like a lot of it, I, I, I kind of look at it the, the opposite way and say he left a, a great deal of money on the table in baseball, knowing full well the dangers of playing football, knowing full well what football is all about and the amount of time and dedication he's going to have to put into it. He left all that on the table, the opportunity to be in Oakland A and, and potentially be an elite baseball player to go and play football. So my concerns about Kyler Murray – now, have nothing to do with dedication, nothing to do with whether or not his mind and his heart are in the sport, and have nothing to do with whether or not he's going to go out there and, and, and feel like, oh, well, I, I made the, the, the wrong decision. My concerns about Kyler Murray are strictly on field, and and we've kind of documented those a little bit. We've talked about them on Miami Sports Social, but I, I'm kind of... I'm kind of going back and forth on this because for the Miami Dolphins, you you have a take on this thing that I think is interesting, even though I initially kind of balked at it because I feel like if you're not going to draft the quarterback, then you need to – if you're not in love with somebody, then, then you need to be able to stockpile talent around that potential quarterback. But you have a take on this thing that's a little bit quirky, a little bit off. I've been called worse. Yeah. Are we talking about me or my take? Yeah, the, all... the take. I, I So anyway, lay it, lay it on everybody. Okay, it's really simple. Um, 
so if you have a car, right, it's pretty important to have an engine. So until you get an engine, you don't have a car. You're not going anywhere. You could get tires. You could get a cool wiper blades. I don't know how people soup up cars. Bottom line is car needs an engine. NFL franchises need a quarterback, period. That is their engine. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins want to ultimately build a long-term sustainable winner here. Great. Hire a new coach, Brian Flores. Great. Promote Chris Greer. Make him in charge of football operations. Fine. This is the direction you want to go as a franchise. You need a quarterback. None of this matters unless you get a quarterback. So let's suppose that the Dolphins' dream quarterback is maybe Tua in 2020. Okay, that, that's, that's who Steve Ross is in love with. That's, that's what they want to do. They want to go for the Bama quarterback. Well, in the interim, I don't see anything wrong if they like Kyler Murray, if they think he's an interesting prospect, if they are interested in the mix of speed, and maybe, you know what, maybe they can come up with a way to protect him, even though he's not very tall, they can keep him back with certain drops and protections, et cetera, et cetera. So go ahead. Draft, draft Kyler Murray at 13. Build some excitement for this year. Because one of two, and by the way, if you draft him, you play him right away. And what happens if you draft Kyler Murray and you play him right away? One of two things. He either stinks and is terrible, and you've succeeded in tanking. Now you're going to go 2-14. and 14. You have an open path to draft one of the quarterbacks next year. Or, hey, surprise, he's much better than you thought. You have a quarterback. To me... You cannot draft too many quarterbacks. You cannot go after too many quarterbacks. Draft one this year, draft one next year. Okay, Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to use them as an example. They really liked Josh Rosen last year. They traded up. They got Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen was horrendous last year. They fire the coach. They bring in the new the new coach. The new coach apparently has a thing for Kyler Murray, really likes Kyler Murray. If I were them and they really like, that coach really likes Kyler Murray, bye, Josh. You, so so the argument would be, well, you just wasted a first-round pick. First-round picks are so precious. Plus, you traded, what, a third and a fifth? And and how could you waste a third? you got to build a team here. No, you don't build a team until you get a quarterback. Because you can build all the teams you want, but if the Dolphins go out, and let's say they kind of like Kyler Murray, but they don't love him and they want to wait till 2020, and they draft a guard because they want to build the line for when they ultimately draft a quarterback. Great. You have another first-round guard. Awesome. Not a quarterback. It's not the engine. It's not going to be the answer for the franchise. So until they address that, then we're just spinning our wheels here. I mean, it's the 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 baseball equivalent is you need pitching. So you can go all you can go round and round. And you can get all the big bats you want, but if you can't pitch, you're not going to be successful in baseball. If you don't have a starting quarterback, you're not going to win in the NFL. Therefore, if it were me and I were responsible for drafting for the Miami Dolphins, if I liked him. If I thought he was, he could be the guy, go for it. And then if he's not, there's really no bad outcome. Like I, your fan base will not get. And 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 let's be real here. They they have a fan problem. Okay, they have a disillusioned fan base that has been dealing with the same stuff for the last twenty years. Who wants a winner? Who's dying for a winner? Who wants to support Brian Flores? Who wants this to work? And this fan base wants a quarterback and they're done with Ryan Tannehill and so you take Ryan Tannehill if you can trade him great 
You cut him, whatever. You lose money on him. The bottom line is he's not your engine. He's not your future. So whatever you got to do to get rid of Ryan Tannehill, buy Ryan. And then if you think that Kyler Murray is the guy, even if you think it's a risky pick, I would much rather as a fan or as a general manager take a risk at quarterback and and hit it big than not draft a quarterback and punt another year. So he could be Pat White 2.0 where he's too small and he's fast and he can't do anything and he gets crushed. But you know what? Okay, so then your team is going to stink, and then you then you get the pick of the litter for 2020. You know, when you described it, it didn't sound quite as crazy as it just did. Now, now it just sounds incredible. <laughs> sounds crazy. more crazy? No, I, I, look, I, I get what you're saying. I think the issue becomes, look at the Indianapolis Colts this past year. There were all sorts of questions as to whether or not Andrew Luck was was ever going to come back. And, and, you know, they looked at their draft board and they said Quentin Nelson is far and away the highest guy on our draft board. And, and we know that we need to fix the offensive line. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, Andrew Luck looks like a, a, an all-pro caliber quarterback again this, this year. So I think there are certain ways when you, oh, granted, many they of They took Luck number one, though. He was the number one overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But with Luck, the, the question coming into this year, and I think the concern then would be, if you were going to evaluate your quarterback this year, you need to make sure that you have the talent around him to fairly evaluate him. So my concern with drafting a Kyler Murray when you have so many holes elsewhere and if potentially you have somebody higher on your board at, at 13 is that perhaps you don't fairly evaluate him this year if he goes out there and the team struggles and, and is really, really poor. But I, I do... I get your idea of, of draft enough quarterbacks. I get your idea of focus on the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. Chris Greer said something that I love, no pun intended, and you'll, you'll see why I said that in a moment. Two weeks ago, came out and he said that they haven't even begun to evaluate the guys in this year's class yet, as far as the quarterbacks go. And he is not going to keep himself from falling in love with a quarterback in this draft. He said that they liked the couple last year, and both of them turned out to be pretty good. I, I'm guessing it was Baker Mayfield and, and Sam Darnold. But he said the key here is fall in love. So this is what I'd do. So how, how far are we into the, the podcast, Dookie? Uh, 22 minutes and we're, 32 seconds. We are 22 minutes and 32 seconds in. So when you're when you're typing up your little, your little notes of uh, how far to go into the podcast, this is all you need to know as far as what the Miami Dolphins need to do in regards to Kyla Murray and in regards to the quarterback situation for the next two years. When you are setting up your draft board, you set it up by position, then you set it up by player, and you basically judge where these guys are going to be drafted. Where's a good spot to draft them? If I'm the Miami Dolphins, before I do any 2019 draft stuff, strictly 2019 draft stuff, I stack a board of all of the quarterbacks in the 2019 draft and also the 2020 draft. And I decide which one do I want. And then who is second? And how close is the second guy? If your top two quarterbacks are in the 2020 draft and you're not in love with anybody in 2019, you got your answer. You draft a position player, the highest guy on your board at 13 this year, or you trade back, acquire more trade assets to move up for one of those top two guys next year, and you tank in 2019, which is basically what's out there right now. But what I love about what Chris Greer said 
is it hits on what I believe in a quarterback. You do not go into the evaluation process with a preconceived notion. If you do this evaluation that I'm talking about, if you evaluate the 2019 quarterbacks, compare them with the 2020, and you see Kyler Murray, and you are like, my word, I love this guy. We need to get this guy. You move heaven and earth to get up and get. You know me. I love Dwayne Haskins. I, I would probably move up for him. I love what I've seen out of him. I feel like his skills translate really, really well to the next level. As Stephen A. said, he's a really good running quarterback. Oh, man. I, who threw for 5,000 yards and, I, ran, I, and I was, ran for 148. I was literally <laughs> sitting there saying, have you ever actually watched this guy play? Is, 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 is that the most goodness. Am, is that, For people who don't know, st- st- listen, well, I, hey, I think hey, look, he stretched a little thin, Stephen A. Steve, Stephen, A. Also, <laughs> Stephen A. also said that Hunter Henry was going to make a big impact for the Chargers. I, I really think he's just stretched too thin. Yeah, he, he but, but it, it went viral that he said, uh, he said Dwayne had Haskins is is more of a runner than a thrower, and and people responded with his thousands and thousands of yards of passing yards and his like two hundred yards oh, rushing. He's, and, and he's not a runner. Well, and more so, like watch him. Yeah, watch, watch a game. Play. Watch, watch a Buckeyes game. He is yeah. not, he's not a. Re- He's he's actually a fantastic pocket quarterback that got better as the year went on and yeah. played his best in big games. And and we talked about him. We'll talk about him more as we get closer to draft, especially if it looks as if the Dolphins have that kind of interest in him. But in my opinion, what Chris Greer said is dead on. You don't keep yourself from falling in love with quarterbacks in this draft just because you really, really love Tua or you really, really love Jake Fromm or Trevor Lawrence in two years, whatever. Do not look down the road that far that you forget about the guys in this class. Go through your evaluation and compare the 2019 quarterbacks to the 2020. Because I agree with you, Dookie, that is the position that you have to fix and you have to approach this thing differently. Go into this thing, compare Kyler Murray to Tua. Which, by the way, you did on the field before the Orange Bowl and during the Orange Bowl. And you came away thinking by a wide margin, Tua was the better guy. There are significant concerns about Kyler Murray, but Dookie, I also think the Dolphins are doing a phenomenal job right now, and, and and I can't believe it. So many Dolphins fans are probably listening to this thing saying, wow, I, this is weird. It feels like we're doing the right things. The Reggie McKenzie hire is fantastic. As an advisor to Chris Greer, senior executive, uh, personnel executive, somebody who has a great track record of, of really building a team, and I get it, he didn't mix with John Gruden. Fine. He's really, really good at his job. What the Dolphins are doing that I love they are stockpiling piling really, really smart people, smart minds in the organization when it comes to personnel. So I know enough to admit what I don't know. I know enough to say, look, I, I'm concerned about Kyler Murray's height. I love that Dwayne Haskins has all the physical measurables, and, and I love what I saw from him when he played in big games. But I also know I'm not paid to do this. I'm not paid to evaluate talent. You're not. We don't know as much as these guys. What I love is that the Dolphins are going to get enough smart people in a room to evaluate these quarterbacks that have seen a lot of quarterbacks to where Dookie, if they look at the 2019 class and the 2020 class and they come out of it and they say, I love Kyler Murray better than all of these guys, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I'll say, hey, look, at least you did your homework. At least I know that people that know more about this than I do did their homework, went into a room, prioritized the quarterback position the way it needs to be prioritized, and they made the selection based on who they loved. And I'd be fine with that. You know, we hear the term position of need when they talk about the draft. Well, this guy was the highest on our board. This was a position of need. To me, there is only one position of need. So even if the Dolphins did 
do exactly what you said. We're going to list the 2019, 2020, 2021 quarterback class. We're going to rank them up. We're going to list them 1 through 10. We're going to score them on a 10-point scale for this, 10-point scale for agility, 10-point scale for arm, 10-point scale for decision. However however they do it, and I don't know how how they build their draft board. Although people should know teams literally do have a mm-hmm. draft board. It's a big board, bunch of names, they move around players. Okay. To me, if it's even close, if you say that uh, Tua is a 98 on the Dolphins score and Kyler Murray is a 92, you take the 92 and see how it goes. You, you just, you can't, to me, you can, this has been the position of need since Dan Marino. Yeah. Since Dan Marino, the only quarterback to win a playoff game as Dolphins quarterback since Dan Marino is Jay Fiedler. That's it. 2000. That was the last playoff game they won. It's going to be 2020 by the time the next playoffs start. That is two decades with no playoff wins. Every other team around the league has quarterbacks. And, and takes a shot on these guys. If you miss, if you miss, like if if they bring in all these smart guys and they miss this year, great. You've successfully tanked. I mean, that, because let's say they don't. Okay, so let's say they don't draft a quarterback. Then, then it comes to a pretty simple question. Who is going to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins in 2019? Are, are they going to run out David Fales? Are they going to keep Brock Osweiler? Are they going to squeeze out another year of Ryan Tannehill and, and annoy people? Like, what are what are they going to do at that position if they don't draft someone? Well, so, I, I think it's it's to the point where there's enough smoke out there that, that they've got their eyes on 2020 going into this. But w- what I am saying is that, no, your point about position of need, uh, you prioritize it above all else. You also want, if you look at this and you say, man, I don't know. I just I I'm really in love with two. I'm really really in love with Jake Fromm or, or or Justin Herbert. You want to make sure that those guys are coming into a position next year when they can succeed. And and if that means you you find a, a franchise changing receiver at 13, uh, somebody that so you want to make sure that those guys come in because you don't want a David Carr situation. You don't want a situation where you know, he was drafted by the, the Houston Texans. Right, he got killed. And, and he just he was never the same player, and, and, and he never got a chance to even develop. Um, so let me, I do want to point out a, a quick flaw in my plan that I think you kind of pointed out uh, unintentionally, um, <laughs> and, and, but but one that I think there's a workaround for, and then we'll wrap this up. Our sponsor today, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation, and I promise you, no business in the state of Florida has a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke, Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC. 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium in Pembroke Pines. So your point about 98 versus 92. So if you have Tua 98 and, and Dwayne Haskins in 92 or, or Kyler Murray in 92, then you go up and get the, the 92. It, yes, but I think that's a little too much objectivity to, to assign to this but because I, I think there's a, a level of of subjective analysis that goes into this, and that's what happens at the combine. It's when you do the interviews and when you have the 
the in-person meetings with these guys, not just at the Combine, but also you go on campus, you invite these guys in for, for workouts, you invite them in for visits on, on your campus at, at, at the Dolphins training facility, which you're not going to get that opportunity with the 2020 guys. So, so much of what goes into evaluating a quarterback, you're not going to be able to do with the 2020 guys. However, you can go to Alabama and look at Quinnen Williams and some of the big-time defensive players who may be there when you draft and then ask around about Tua. Oh, is Tua hanging out here? Can 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 we talk to him? And, you know, maybe it may, may technically be a, a gray area as far as, but I think you can get an idea from talking to enough people that whether or not somebody is is the type of, of, of person and personality that you want in your building. I remember reading something from a scout. It was an anonymous scout, and I, I, I can't remember the publication, so forgive me for not, for not citing this, but he went to Baker Mayfield's workout. And it wasn't just Baker Mayfield. It was a bunch of Oklahoma players. It was the pro day. And uh, a number of the players were already out stretching. And, and Baker was inside either visiting with the team. Whatever it was, he hadn't come out onto the field yet. And all these players were, were warming up, getting ready on one side of the field. Baker walks in from, walks out from the indoor f- facility and just goes, whoop, whoop. Just this little quick sound. And he said everybody on that field ran over to Baker Mayfield and and immediately got into a breakdown. Uh, Can you do that sound one more time? Uh, That was how he described it in the the write-up. It was just a very quick, like something that, but the bottom line was they knew Baker was there. And he said the leadership quality that, that, that was shown to him by that was unlike, he said he had never seen anything like it where just this huge group of players who were there to impress NFL scouts immediately ran over to a quarterback. And and look, I know it's it's a lot like draft day and the stupid story where nobody went to the guy's birthday party, but there's something to that. And and so I think there is enough subjective stuff that goes along with quarterbacks and, and analyzing them these days where you need to find out what their work ethic is. You need to find out what their personality is. Is it who you want? And Stephen Ross said this over and over again at the the Adam Gase firing news conference. He said, we need people who love football, who live, eat, breathe football. And, and so you can only find that out in that subjective part of the analysis. Here's the good news for them, though. To me, they kind of have a mulligan right here, right? This new regime has a bit of a, they have a bit of a pass in the sense that if they took a flyer on a quarterback because some they made a woo-woo noise at practice and they really liked it or something to that effect, I think people would just be happy that they drafted a quarterback. And if they missed, the next two classes are so lined up. This team is not a player away. This team, I mean, what I think people are happy about or encouraged about about the Miami Dolphins is that they're acknowledging, okay, we need to start from the bottom floor up. We need to we need to just start from the very very beginning, and if you're gonna do that, go get a quarterback. It's that simple. And you know what? Go get the wrong quarterback. You get the wrong quarterback. Get a quarterback the next. Just keep trying until you get a quarterback. That is, has been my position. Will remain my position. Just because I think there's just, you know, 
that that story about Baker is great. I know the story about Ernie Acorsi scouting Eli Manning, and he went and he saw him play at Ole Miss, and he said, this guy's going to win Super Bowls. So not su- not a Super Bowl. Yeah. Super, and he was right. So sometimes you just get the feel. Mm-hmm. Like, you it, you know, it's, it's like that combo of, like, analytics and old school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can plot someone on a chart, but then you see him with your eyes, and then the eye test tells you, okay, this is our guy. Mm-hmm. And so that balance between those two things is real. Um, how this current Dolphins brass is going to make those evaluations we don't know and to me if they went if they went big they went for a quarterback they traded up for a quarterback and they whiffed on the quarterback I would have no problem with it because at least you're trying the right thing I mean it's it's almost like a basketball coach who's like as long as you take a good shot you're not mad if it goes in or out as long as you as long as you get a good look and you take a good shot to me anything involving a quarterback is a good shot if it's Kyler Murray I do have concerns about his size. I do think Tua is going to be better. I also don't necessarily know anything. I only know what I saw. I went to the Orange yeah. Bowl. I saw them both in person. I thought Tua had remarkable touch. I thought he had remarkable poise. I thought Kyler had remarkable speed, but I also thought that when Alabama's big defensive lineman got near him, he it looked like an eclipse. Quinnen Williams like, threw him down with one it, hand. Like, yes. like, like, like he was just blocked. You know, you couldn't see a darn thing. And that's a concern to me. We are both on the same page with this thing as we wrap this up. We both love Kyler Murray, the college football player. We both have massive concerns about Kyler Murray, the NFL player, because of his size and only because of his size. I, I've said I have the, the comparison to Doug Flutie that keeps hitting me as opposed to a comparison to Russell Wilson. Here's where I'm at with this thing. For the first time that I remember, I moved here in 2003 to, to South Florida. I was in Southwest Florida for the first decade, then moved over here. For the first time since I moved here in 2003 and covering the, the Dolphins either closely or, or from a couple of hours away, I am 100% confident that this organization now understands the importance of the quarterback position. And I am 100% confident that all of these people that they are hiring your Reggie McKenzie's, your Chris Greer's, Brian Flores, that that the people that they are hiring have the scouting background and the knowledge to get this thing done. They're smart guys. Smart guys that have the right mindset. I think finally they may get this thing right. I just don't know if it's going to be this year or next year. And, And as concerned as we are about Kyler Murray, I will defer to them and their knowledge. With the 13th pick in the NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select 